Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. That is 30 years of building programs and personal training, and I've loved every minute of it. Today, we're going to talk about the value of doing hard things. Before I get to that, let me thank our very first loyal sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 280 five-star reviews on Zillow. They are consummate professionals. Jonathan has a degree in real estate. Lynn has her MBA, and that's what we like because they put the muscles back into real estate. If you need any help, please give them a shout at 386-451-2412. So we're going to talk about why it is important to do hard things and why weightlifting, strength training, weight training, working out, whatever you want to call it, is the best way to actually work on that and practice that. And you know where I got that idea? I got that idea where I get most of my ideas, which is what I experience. Because if I'm experiencing something and give it some thought, and I have some experience and some education and some knowledge as to what's going on, then I'm sure I can use it to help educate other people, or at least share some ideas and philosophy. I was on the, I think it was the exercise bike, it was something hard. Yeah, it would have had to been the exercise bike because still uh, was recovering from hernia surgery. So that was the thing that I can do and do pretty hard. Don't worry, it was after a, a few weeks. It's not like I did it the next day or whatever. But I was working and I was doing a, um, a hard effort, like some intervals. And I was getting near the end and I had one interval left. And, uh, you know, like everybody... I mean, human nature says that we don't want to go as hard as maybe we should. Or maybe like when we got done, looking back on it, that different self would have said, you know, I wish this self on the bike would have actually pushed through that interval, right? So that was going through my mind as I'm cruising on the last interval. And I'm like, oh man, you know, I got one more and I want to hold it at the watch I was trying to do and, you know, trying to push at, then I, I was reminded, it's like, you know, this is hard. It's supposed to be hard. And I was thinking about how, like, when I run 5Ks, I mean, 5Ks are hard, right? They're supposed to be done at hard efforts. And yes, all this was going through my mind because that's one of the other beauties about exercise is we can let all these thoughts flow through and we can process them and you know, all that good stuff. And I was thinking, well, if I don't push through this, what makes me think I'm going to push through that hard part of a 5K? So, you know, that guilted myself, which is a good thing in that case, to push through and do the interval that I was supposed to do. And so then I came up with what I wanted to talk about in this topic. I've had other things I've needed to cover, so I've been meaning to get to this. But I think it's really, really important because through the years I've learned that weight training, hard intervals, hard cardio, you know, hard exercise is the best place to really practice being uncomfortable 
in safe situations. And if we're really not willing to do it, then what makes us think we'll do it in the future? I mean, philosophers for years have said the greatest predictor of the future is the past, right? So to, to say, oh, well, I'll just turn it on when I need to, yet you haven't experienced that, you're really just lying to yourself. You're probably not going to do it, right? But the flip side of that is we have a, a test tube that we can put ourselves in and work on, work on it, and that is while we're working out. If we push through that set, push through that interval, finish the workout the way that we really will be proud of, then we're more likely to do that in the future when it counts. If we don't, we're most likely gonna follow suit with that when it counts as well. So weight training, again, is supposed to be hard. And nowadays, that's like the big thing, right? At least the stuff I study because I'm into all the the performance books and things like that and you know you hear all about the cold plunges and there's literally a book by Steve Magnus which is a good book and it talks about doing the hard things and a lot of people have been talking more and more about that but I thought well you know a lot of that's all well and good I mean I, I a podcast I listen to the host always talks about he takes an ice cold shower, not because he necessarily believes the benefits to it, like that's being thrown around. He doesn't discredit it either. He just says that he does it because it's hard and he wants to do something really, really hard every day. It's like, you know, that's all well and good, but you know what? I hate cold showers. But I thought, you know, why don't we just all focus on doing the things we're supposed to do like the things that are supposed to be hard instead of like finding things that can be hard I don't think there's anything wrong with that either like people that say they want to go do a hard hike or a hard climb because it's hard okay all well and good but isn't like life can't that be like hard and challenging enough and certain things we are supposed to go with the high intensity at like it is supposed to be hard and that is working out. It's not supposed to be easy, right? We're not gonna get any benefits or I shouldn't say any, we're not gonna get as many benefits if we're not pushing ourselves to the best of our ability because everybody is different. So the best of our ability. So if we're working out, like I hope every one of you are, on those days you're supposed to go hard, like weightlifting, go hard like and only you know what you have left like us as trainers we look like we're looking for good form there's other things through the years i've been doing this 30 years as i always say that i can tell when somebody's close i mean you can tell by facial expressions you can tell by how hard they're gripping the machines you can tell when the breathing changes so yes we definitely get a good idea the tempo of the load sometimes changes right so we get a really good idea how close you are to hitting what we either call volitional fatigue or muscular failure, but only you really know. And a lot of times, and I get it, I'm not judging, because we all do it at times, but let's say you have to do 
20 reps. Why? Well, because Rob built that into your set. You're doing high reps that day. So 20 reps. And let me tell you, that's hard, right? Anybody that has worked out on a regular basis and pushed themselves knows that 20 reps, and as I talked about in the other podcast, 20 rep max, meaning 20 and that's all you can do is far harder than five rep max, right? Five rep max is over quickly. The load feels heavier, but you're not gonna get the anabolic burn because it's not long enough for the lactic acid to start to accumulate yet. So you don't have to deal with any of that. So low rep heavy is a lot easier than high rep lighter. That's why it's always funny when I hear people say, oh, so I'm gonna do a lighter workout today, easier. I'm like, did you just put lighter and easier in the same sentence? Because if so, you're really doing it wrong because lighter is not easier. Lighter is harder. Ask anybody who works out a lot. They will tell you that 20 reps to failure is far harder than five reps to failure. Sure, the weight's lighter, but the fatigue buildup is way harder. So anyway, when we're doing sets like that, it's very common when the lactic acid starts to accumulate. You know, think leg extension, that the person pauses and takes a little bit of a break. They break it up. Not the end of the world, I get it, we've all been there. But you get to say 10 and you're like, oh man. You take like a two, three second break. It's like, okay, it's that moment right there. It's that moment. You have more in the tank. It just hurts, it just burns. Push through it until you get to the 20. Why? Because it's gonna make this huge difference in muscle recruitment? No, it's gonna make a minuscule difference in muscle recruitment but it's gonna make a big difference in your confidence and your ability to push through. It's gonna make a big, big difference. You'll be able to tell yourself, that was really hard, I didn't take a break, I went all the way through. It takes focus, it takes effort, it takes guts, it's very, very hard. But see, those are the opportunities that we can use so we can build up our confidence, be able to say, I did that, I'm tough I can do that or in my case like on the exercise bike who's watching nobody you know if, if you know me you know that I push myself really hard though so I don't necessarily need that I don't need big brother on my shoulder or whatever but of course like everybody I'll have a tendency to kind of like back off a little bit go a little bit you know easier but that came through my brain that day good thing right because we got a podcast topic to talk about but I'm like Rob, dude, like you're gonna do a 5K coming up. You haven't run one in a while because of the hernia surgery. So like if you quit here, you're gonna quit there. And I was like, yes, of course I will. I mean, because we will. I mean, if, if we don't have anything to back up what we say we can do because we've done it, we're not gonna do it. It's gonna be even harder when we're pushing ourselves in a race. So why wouldn't we quit if we quit there? And that's what people sometimes don't get unless they've been there. When we back off the pace, yes, in a way that's quitting too. Like it doesn't just take, oh, I'm done, I'm out, you know, walking out of the race. No, no, no. Backing off what you know you can hold is essentially quitting as far as how you feel about it at the end. Like you know if you did your best and you know if you didn't. Well, if you haven't challenged yourself to be your best in training, what makes you think you're gonna be your best in racing? There's just no way, it is not gonna happen. So on those intervals, when I said, no, come on, gotta hit it, you know, 300 watts, I think I was trying to hold, gotta, come on, back over 300, last set, let's go. 
you know, do it all the way through. Of course, it burns. It's hard. Oh, I had hernia surgery a month ago. You know, all these BS excuses that I'll tell myself because I'm human just like you. And I say, dude, that has nothing to do with anything. You're completely stable. It's very simple. Do you want it or not? All right. So then I'll do it and I'll go, okay, so at least I've given my chance not to quit, right, when it's hard. So I want you to, to really think about that. Um, heard another philosopher say that I like and, you know, I really love to combine the physiology and the psychology together. As uh, my listeners probably know, I have my first degree in psychology, so I always try to use it a little bit, you know, mostly because I just love it. I think it's fascinating stuff. But, you know, a saying says that if you want to build your self-esteem, you have to do esteemable things. Like, why do people think they're all of a sudden going to start feeling better about themselves just because they wish it to be true? I mean, it's not. I mean, if we want to feel better about ourselves, we have to do esteemable things. So what is that? I mean, that's where you go by your own conscience and say, you know, on my way back to the truck, my case, from at the grocery store... I saw this trash on the ground and I was like, you know, somebody else will get it. Or I pick it up, I grab it because I've got some time and I'm not a, like a, a germ freak. So it's like, who cares? Pick it up and go throw it in the trash can. Okay. Little things like that, you know, we'll go, oh, I feel a little bit better about myself. You know, that's good. Going in the gym saying, you know, I'm supposed to do 30 minutes on the treadmill. Oh, I don't feel like doing 30 minutes on the treadmill. You know, it doesn't doesn't appeal to me today. I'm going to go for a, I'm going to go walk the dog again. It's like, okay, that's not like an esteemable thing. That's kind of backing off on the plan that I wrote for myself or I said, do it, do it to the best of my ability. And then later go, Hmm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me feel good. Or, you know, I'm not going to eat that food anymore because it's, I just think it's toxic. I think it's crap. I think it's ultra processed. I I just don't want it, but I want it. I want it, you know, and it's, it's, I deserve it. You eat it. It's like, Hmm, Okay, I mean, why would I have, feel better about myself? Why would that be an esteemable thing? Or I do the hard thing, which says, nope, I'm going to stick to this. I'm not going to do it. I know that's garbage food. I haven't felt as good lately. Maybe it's because of this. Maybe it's because of the stupid latte. You know, who needs a stupid latte? You know, I'm not going to eat it. I'm going to resist it. That's hard, right? So we don't always have to go seek out all these hard things. We can just simply make the hard choices, make the right choices and do the hard thing to push through when it's time to push through. You know, I've been working out consistently since I was 17 years old. And I can tell you the gym is the greatest test tube to experiment on this philosophy. Like you're either willing to push yourself and go hard or you're not. And of course we have days where we're not our best. Of course we have days that are better than others. I'm not saying we don't. What I am saying is it's a great place to practice this because we're not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. There's going to be days when I quit on my expectations as far as what I want to achieve. But I just have to remember that. I have to say, all right, so you know, you really kind of wussed out the other day on that bike, you know, you kind of knew you could go a little bit harder and you kind of backed off. It's like, all right, so let's not do that. So it gives us an opportunity to practice, right? And I think that's the beauty of working out. Obviously, we get the fitness benefits, right? We get the strength, we get the tone, we get the endurance, we get the cardio, of course. But then we get this other thing, what some philosophers call the third thing, the thing that comes in that you necessarily weren't banking on, but absolutely happens. And in this case, it's 
the self-esteem builder, the confidence builder. So I want you to think about that. That's your food for thought for the day. And speaking of that, let me thank Overhead Door of Daytona Beach. I can absolutely personally vouch for Jeff and Zach Hawk. I've known them for 30 years. I should say I've known Jeff for 30 years and his son, Zach, I've known for five. Great people. You'll get the best customer service. And in my opinion, that is number one. So if you need help, give them a shout. Overhead Door, Daytona.com.